Hello and a very warm welcome to our NICE Guideline Update podcast for February 2023. Welcome to everyone listening from those of you in North Norfolk and to those a little further afield and abroad. We love hearing your feedback about our podcasts and we're delighted that you find them useful. Our monthly podcast can also be found on the North Norfolk Primary Care website at nnpc.info. My name is Emma Lambon and I'm an advanced nurse practitioner and a non-executive director for North Norfolk Primary Care and I'm here with my podcast partner Emma Smith. Hello there, I'm Emma Smith as Emma said and I'm an advanced advanced nurse practitioner and the director of clinical services and quality at North Norfolk Primary Care. This podcast is an 8-10 to minute overview of any new or changed guidelines from NICE for the month of February which are all relevant to us in primary care and is in conjunction with the NICE Guideline monthly newsletter, which is distributed to all North, North Norfolk clinicians and beyond. OK, so Emma, what's new for us this month with NICE? So it seems that February has been quite a busy month, um, not only for primary care, but also some secondary care updates. But obviously we're just focusing on the relevant primary care updates. There's been a major overhaul in the UTI clinical standard and also an update to the cardiovascular disease guideline and a brand new guideline for um, guiding self-help digital cognitive behavioural therapy for children and young people. This is one that we discussed some months ago, but this is um, the outcome of the investigation into whether or not it's useful or not. Um, There's also some interesting news of clinical interest on protecting vulnerable adults from COVID-19 and um, two new draft guidelines to discuss. Okay, well, quite a bit. Thanks, Emma. So let's get going. Um, Shall we discuss the UTI guideline first? Yes, of course. So this has indeed been a bit of an overhaul of the 2015 standard for urinary tract infections in adults aged 16 and over. And it now focuses on five statements. The first statement being um, those who are women aged under 65 and are diagnosed with a urinary tract infection. This is based on if they have two or more key urinary symptoms and no other excluding causes or warning signs. The key urinary symptoms which NICE have stated are dysuria, any new nocturia or cloudy urine, and the excluding causes to UTI are vaginal discharge, urethritis such as that caused by postcoital uh, irritants or any STIs, and any genitourinary symptoms of the menopause, such as atrophic vaginitis or vaginal atrophy. Okay, and what are the warning signs we need to be aware of, Emma? The warning signs are obviously quite obvious and are red flags anyway, so that would be polynephritis, sepsis and any cancer symptoms. Um, statement two then is regarding adults with indwelling urinary catheters um, and not to dipstick test them to diagnose a UTI. Um, that's because catheters quickly become colonised with bacteria and that will give you a positive dipstick result. However, that doesn't indicate that the bacteria are causing an infection in the bladder or the kidneys. Instead, we should assess signs and symptoms to diagnose UTIs with urine culture and sensitivity testing just used to support the diagnosis and further guide treatment. Okay, thank you. So statement three covers men and non-pregnant women um, who are not prescribed antibiotics to treat asymptomatic bacteriuria. This is because this is not a risk factor for harm and of course it can also increase resistance of bacteria that causes UTIs. Um, Statement four then relates to the duration of antimicrobial um, treatment for non-pregnant women with an uncomplicated uh, lower UTI and a prescribed three-day course of antibiotics. 
and that men and pregnant women with an uncomplicated lower UTI are prescribed seven-day course of antibiotics. This is because men are more at risk of complications from a UTI than women due to the anatomical differences and possible outflow obstruction, i.e. having a prostate. Um, pregnant women are at greater risk of harm from a UTI than non-pregnant women. Um, the last statement, which is statement five, relates also when to refer men and recu with recurrent UTI and women with recurrent lower UTIs um, are those that you refer where the cause is unknown and a recurrent upper UTI that is, is a pyelonephritis is, should be referred for specialist advice. Okay, great. Thanks, Emma. Helpful as we are managing this daily, really, in primary care. Um, now let's move on to the update on cardiovascular disease, uh, risk assessment and reduction, including lipid modification. This clinical guideline was published in 2014, but it's been updated in February. The whole guideline covers the assessment and care of adults who are at risk of or who have had cardiovascular disease, such as a heart attack and stroke. Um, and to help identify those at risk of cardiovascular problems, so including people with type 1 or type 2 diabetes or chronic kidney disease. Okay, so what are the specific updates to this guideline, please, Emma? Um, so there's been a new recommendation on the use of aspirin for primary prevention of CV CVD, um, and this is based on a 2023 surveillance decision. The outcome of this surveillance is, after considering all the evidence and other intelligence and the impact on current recommendations, we do not routinely offer the use of aspirin for primary prevention of CVD. This will be reviewed when the Scott Heart 2 trial is published in 2027, and this is a huge trial investigating computed tomography, um, coronary angiography's role in guiding preventative treatment of CVD. Okay, thanks, Emma, for that update. Um, that sounds really interesting, and obviously we'll see how that has an impact, yeah. I'm sure, over the next few years prior to the the um, the trial coming coming out. So now let's look at health technology evaluation published this month. So as discussed, I think probably a couple of months ago, um, there was a new self-guided, uh, sorry, self-guided digital cognitive behavioural therapy for children and young people. So those with mild to moderate symptoms of anxiety or low mood. And this is basically an early value assessment, which NICE have um, released. So they have recommended four guided self-help digital cognitive behavioural therapy technologies um, or CB, CBTs um, that can be used as the initial treatment option for children and young people who are aged 5 to 18 and those with mild to moderate symptoms of anxiety or low mood. Um, and this is just while any evidence has been generated that um, they've kind of done an, an interim study. So these technologies can be used once they have digital technology assessment criteria, which is the approval which is needed from NHS England. The technologies looked at are the Luminova, um, online social anxiety cognitive therapy for adolescents, online support and intervention for children for child anxiety, and space from anxiety for teens, space from low mood for teens, and space from low mood and anxiety for teens, which is known as silver cloud. The recommendations has identified that there needs to be further evidence generated in the area of neurodivergent children and young people, and children and young people with low mood only. The key outcomes out 
The key outcomes outline the potential benefits of the risks of early access in that it may detract from other interventions. Um, so those are the main sort of key um, factors that they had, had described. Okay, and that's something that we'll keep you updated with because I'm sure as more recommendations are released, that will be helpful because I think we all agree we're seeing more and more children and young people in primary care with mild or moderate low mood and or anxiety. Mm. Um, On to NICE news and items of clinical interest now. So on the 16th of February, NICE issued draft guidance on the use of Evushield for prevention of COVID-19 in adults. It contains two monoclonal antibodies and is given as two injections. It's not recommended for vulnerable adults who are at severe risk of of COVID-19 because there's not enough evidence of its effectiveness. Um, NICE says that COVID-19 treatment Evushield is effective in protecting uh, vulnerable adults against current variants um, and it's uh, announced a new rapid update process for COVID-19 medicines. Um, so the, there are three treatments for COVID-19 in the final draft guidance. Um, they would be utilised in secondary care though, Emma. Yeah. Um, Paxlovid is recommended for adults who do not need supplementary oxygen and have an increased risk of progression to severe COVID-19. Um, Exvidi is recommended in the same group where Paxlovid is contradicted or unsuitable. And Roactmira is recommended for treating in adults who have syst- uh, systemic corticosteroids and then do need supplementary oxygen or mechanical ventilation. Okay, thanks, Emma. So, although those treatments would be initiated and um, utilised in secondary care, it's good to have that knowledge um, in back in the background um, for us in primary care. So moving on to just one further piece of news from NICE this month. Um, NICE has urged professionals to correctly gather information on people's alcohol drinking habits to ensure those who need help are not missed. There's a new draft quality standard which sets out priority areas for quality improvement for the care of adults with alcohol use disorders. And it includes a statement about accurately recording alcohol use, which obviously depends on, on the clinician to patient um, consultation. The new draft quality standard does not ask for health professionals to do the additional work, but says information gathered should be correctly and appropriately stored. This should also avoid people being asked the same questions repeatedly about their alcohol use, which I think that you can agree, you know, there's, uh, it, it, there's nothing more annoying to the patient to keep on ask, ask, asking the same questions and also giving the same answers. Yeah, indeed. Okay, I think that's all we have time for this month. Thank you for listening and please do take a look at the NNPC website on www.nnpc.info for further links to our previous podcasts and access to the monthly newsletters if you haven't received it. So thanks for listening and bye for now. We'll be back next month with more nice updates for you all. Bye.